0: oh baby let's get this thing started hump day wait is it hump day yeah. it's hump day guess what day guess. It is. I had to literally guess what day it was what is up everybody welcome to the dmba show yeah. let's go look at what we have here my god philly man philly man d-line go can
1: you believe it can you believe it listen guys uh, long ago, I signed a deal with the devil. I think we all <laughs> know this. And at a certain point, uh, the rent becomes due. And you have do <laughs> things in life that you don't necessarily want to do, but you do it for the greater good. And for me, it was uh, making sure that all of America, city by city, town by town, regionality by regionality, gets uh, sports delivered to them in a way that uh, it should be done and is pays respect to the sports themselves. And unfortunately... Oh. That means empowering the Suns and the Sixers uh, fan bases, but whatever. Like, what, what am I supposed to do about that?
0: Yeah, uh, I got to be honest. You are incredibly creative. You're smart in many regards. Horrible businessman. That the deal worst. with the devil. This is really yeah. like what? What was the good part you got? That you gave up your soul, your everlasting soul, and now you have to mm-hmm. make and beat MVP shirts. I I I traded for uh, good looks and, uh,
1: oh, a, a, and and a smelt figure. So I don't man. know. I, I, I...
0: <laughs> what a raw deal! What a raw deal! Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. All
1: right, go on. Just do your intro.
0: No, Eric, the Philly launch was awesome. It was fun to watch. Um, you know, even this was true of Phoenix. We still hate them, uh, but oh, yeah. it does make it more palatable when you know them. You know, it's like, all right, now so, I know who I hate. This is what. This
1: is actually the. The biggest eye opener, and not only the eye opener. This is something I knew very, very well. But um, the thing that I have sacrificed the most through all of this is that I have to allow my enemies to become people. <laughs> That's is, exactly it. <laughs> it yeah. sucks. It's the worst <laughs> when you're just like when they're just like an avatar and like an yeah. idea. You can be like, uh, oh, those, sons those idiots. And now I know- yeah, now i like know them i'm like oh, cool guys I like you and girls. yeah dude yeah. like it totally sucks it like t- takes away from the idea of sports and fanaticism and yeah. like all of the things that i love so much about sports i had to sacrifice all of it for this weekend i mean i'll come back i'll get right back into it yeah. but yeah, like totally. again like it, it has nothing to do with uh dnvr none of the things that we've done out here have anything to do with dnvr outside of the fact that we both share the higher ideal that sports have not been treated with respect in this in this world. And uh, fandom has been thought of as something uh, as a negative and sort of a dirty, weird way to consume sports, of all things. Sports, somehow, uh, the big networks think it's bad or weird to be a fan. Uh, right. No, we it's think so it's good bad. To be a fan. Yeah. We think it's good to be a fan. Uh, uh, um, that's a so, good take. What a fresh new yeah, take. I did. <laughs> yeah so for some reason this is a new novel idea that we're trying to push on the world and it's you know it's getting traction it's cool so dnvr unaffected but all city is like a thing that we can all feel prideful about and if i can talk about the brand for just two seconds please like the, the largest idea about this all city as i explain it to, to newcomers is like all city is the resistance all mm. City is an army that is marching upon the powers that be. The is capital. Oh, wait, ch-
0: sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's
1: <laughs> trying to change things. It <laughs> is trying to change things for the better. Uh, our logo says All City under one banner. Every one of these armies that we mobilize is just another faction of our resistance. Um, but in the end, like the people that are drawn to this are all like kind of similarly minded, cool people. So even though you have a large grouping of uh people you maybe don't see eye to eye with uh when it comes to basketball there's something larger about the connectivity of people that you can find through sports yeah. and so it's nice man from that standpoint it's been beautiful but at the same point in time like i just and just to be clear i will never make an Embiid MVP shirt like <laughs> i have other people that will make that i am not ever going to make that shirt that will never happen
0: I just think you should make it. I told you this when we launched Phoenix and you had to do Devin Booker, this or that. I was like, just make like a subliminal dick or something in it. We know like we're only we can, you know, we'll see it. We'll know it's there. No, but they won't know it's there. So that's my only ask.
1: I think it's a fair ask. I think it's a fair ask. I'll do it. No problem.
0: Um, You said, though, that DNVR did not suffer. Um, I would say there's like six of us in DNVR this week. Kale was like, he had a shift on washing dishes at the bar earlier. Like, uh, there have been some sacrifices. I'm not going to lie. Bro, do you realize how long it's been
1: since I've been in Denver? I do. I I left before rank week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yo, you were I here, here for I, the championship. You were here uh, for that, right? What? The, the uh, Nuggets. In what sport? The we, Nuggets won uh, the title. I don't know if you... Not th- th- that does not ring a bell.
1: I uh, I packed for one week. of
0: travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you're wearing a have,
1: polo. This is very unique for you. I feel, bro. Let's just say we're, I'm 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 at the bottom. Uh, i've I've, I'm, I've done my second load of laundry I like have bro- one
0: pair of shoes dude you had to one borrow a shirt shoes. from spano or something from parker <laughs> You got parker's shirt dude. on right now <laughs> uh, second, it's rough dude. out there um all right well nonetheless we're, we're proud of you eric we're proud of the whole team of all city and of course phly it's really cool and like you said man i still I, I it's like i love hate philly now i used to just hate them i love hate them now it's 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 very it's very strange but it kind of feels good um you're allowed to just hate
1: hate them also i mean
0: You are. I'm just saying for me personally, I kind of love, hate him. Everybody can feel their own way, but we do have a good show for you today. We're going to play some what ifs. We're going to get into some nuggets talk here. We're going to play some nuggets. What ifs? I got a little bit of odds and ends to round out this first segments, but eventually we'll play some what ifs. I want to do a little bit of a deep dive. Let's not call it a deep dive, a medium dive. You know, we're going to like, yeah, just kind of like when you snorkel, but hold your breath while you snorkel and come out and spit it out the tube. We're going to do that on the rest rule. And then later on, I've got, I've got my top five side piece teams, Eric, I've made a lot of top fives in front of you before. Never has there been one that you're going to hate like this one.
1: Oh, man. I can't fucking wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But first, I don't know if you've seen this, but one PJ Composure Dozier out in Belgrade made his preseason debut with Partizan in Belgrade. And what do you know? A guy who does not have any ligamentation in any of his knees was forced to play his first game outside. documentation <laughs> Just made a new cannot, word up here. Let's, that
1: could not be a word.
0: <laughs> it might be a word. Uh, let's go to the video here, Kale. Do we have video of PJ Dozier? Get up, son. PJ Yo, Eric. First of all. Outside, first game, PJ Dozier coming off of just a life of injuries to his knees. First game outside, your thoughts. First off, a
1: great move for Partizan. I was in, uh, I went to a Partizan game, as you know, inside, and you see the smoke coming off of all of those flares. Better for it to go into the atmosphere as opposed to just yeah. recirculate into yeah. the <laughs> arena and just be the air of the arena. So, first off, that's a, a, a massive step up. And that's awesome. I want dude. when are we going to get outdoor games for the NBA? Like never Rucker park. When are we getting Rucker park? When <laughs> yes. are we getting on the, uh, the, the, uh, battle station? I'm serious. I think that's so cool. Like
0: it's the, not uh, NHL. Why, why is that not cool? Because outdoor, like basketball outdoors is super dangerous. It's not like hockey where you're still on ice, but the ice is a little slushy. It's super because dangerous it to play out outdoors couldn't they get like those Reebok blacktop shoes from the 90s like you know, so <laughs> the though? pumps or so... a no this would be like <laughs> if there was a football game on concrete and we're like it's it's just the concrete game. i'm guys. in favor we're... of
1: that too i'm in favor of that
0: too dude <laughs> well so, all right
1: fine all right fine if, I, from the danger element i agree it's also dangerous to have fires happening in the stands there's danger everywhere Adam. i mean <laughs> come dangerous. on what like what are we what are we trying to
0: shelter everyone from everything for i mean that was an incredible scene man wouldn't you love to see that it, it see. is an incredible it, it is cool for the viewer experience and if nobody gets hurt in hindsight it would be awesome but i just feel like if we did that in the nba if the nuggets had an outdoor game i'm like jamal murray's going look at this man look how cool this looks with the city That's in the backdrop incredible where is that it's in oh i don't know where we're at in belgrade it is but look I at think, how dude, incredible this is it, it's unbelievable these photos, I mean, I mean, for our audio audience, obviously, you know, um, this is a great, beautiful outdoor stadium. And then you just see views of the city and, like, brick. But it's got to be Calamagdon. That's where it is. It's definitely Calamagdon, right? I think I see a little fortress in the back. That's what I'm saying. Like, that looks like
1: right in – that. That's, that's that hill, I think. But I, I can't imagine –
0: building an entire sta- stadium, Serbia, there. Serbia, help us out. Help us out. Where is this? Where is this? I mean, this is so cool, man. Um, and then, yeah, if it is college game, yeah, the Navy boat game, they've had, they've had that stuff for college before and this or that, but I, I just think it's cool. And shouts to PJ Dozier making a start. Um, Yesterday, I don't know if you caught yesterday's show, Eric, but yesterday uh, we had a... I know uh, yeah. you did. Well, I know you caught, never miss an episode. On launch day? Yeah. Yeah, on launch I day. It. I know you were watching. Um, Tracy McGrady, was at, he's in China, and he was asked who his favorite NBA player is, and he named a lot of guys as honorable mentions, but then he got to his real answer, which he said was Nikola Jokic raved about him. Now, it was awesome. Is a great moment. Somebody, presumably Chinese or who speaks Chinese, says that... When the Chinese people started talking on their broadcast about it, they referred to Jokic as Yue Lao Shi, which means Teacher Jokic. Whoa. You know how every American player has a translated name in the Chinese. Apparently, Jokic's is Teacher Jokic. Is that that's not a nickname? That's a direct translation. Whatever it is, that's it. Might be a nickname. I'm not sure, but they called him Teacher Jokic. So presumably, well, that's guy- how he's known.
1: There's a guy here whose name is also Eric, and he is the GM, and he has informed everybody that his nickname is Coach, so we all call <laughs> him Coach. Right. So, like, I'm wondering if, like, Teacher, they just look at Jokic as like a
0: teacher, and they, but uh, whatever the whatever the I think the it's Genesis, like Professor. I love like it, prof- Professor Andre Miller, Doctor J. You know, I think it's it probably is a little nickname, but I just love that his is Teacher. That's incredible that's like exactly the right
1: way. Like he, he's, he doesn't, uh, Exude a lot of emotion. He just makes sure everybody is in line. He teaches us how to enjoy basketball, how to enjoy life, how to go about things. Jokic really should be the teacher that everybody looks to. Like no one lives life more successfully than Nikola Jokic.
0: I just <laughs> he, achieved, <laughs> I right. he, achi-
1: he <laughs> achieves all of his professional goals. Uh, I don't even think he has goals, but like he <laughs> reaches the highest levels of professional achievement. Uh, with almost no emotion and then when left to his own his own devices all he does is dance without his shirt on race horses does exactly what he wants to do but like all of it is very
0: above the board like i, I mean i don't know teacher yes teacher i know oh, yes. i loved it too teacher teacher Jokic, professor Jokic. i might even i was trying to think chinese I guess that would have been Japanese. I was thinking could it possibly be sensei? sensei yeah, but Japanese. I think that's actually Japanese, so probably doesn't work in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm fascinated by the Chinese translations of NBA players. So if anybody listening to this knows what all the Nuggets are referred to in China, the the nicknames that they get. Teacher Jokic, man, it's just uh that's a great I'm one. I'm excited to find out what they call James Harden when he plays over there. I, I, I saw there was like a Reddit thread that had this before, and I think it was Beard. I think it had to do with Beard.
1: But not, there's a there's not, a couple that
0: are really funny.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Can I, get, can I share with you? When, when are we going to get to the part where I get to tell everyone what I've learned about uh, the Sixers fan base from the inside?
0: I think you should have done that before we moved on from Philly, but now we can go back to Philly since this will be great.
1: I don't have the rundown. So um,
0: <laughs> here's what I've learned about here's here's what
1: I've learned about uh, you know about the Sixers and the and the, their relationship to their team and to their players.
0: They love their uh, team. They, I know that. I know they love them. Hate. MB Wait, what?
1: Right they hate Embiid right now. Right. I have heard it t- said to me that it, it is believed that Joel Embiid will be in the top five of most hated athletes in the city of Philadelphia. When all is said and done, they also i mean this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody uh they hate james harden too i mean who wouldn't well i mean point? like
0: everybody hates james harden they're not special for that don't don't give them credit for hating james harden
1: dude like i feel honestly like having been here and just kind of living in this world like i actually feel like defensive of Joel <laughs> like i i'm like an to truther at this point i'm like what like i'm like Embiid's incredible that's the mvp of the league like what are you talking about like it's um it's amazing man like it's a very different uh way of thinking and uh it's a very different approach to sports i mean there's just everybody knows uh you know the way you think about the philly sports fan you know loud angry mm-hmm. uh, hateful uh they're dirty. I all true, so. all true, but in the best way—the best version of that. But passionate, very passionate. They're very interested in all of their sports, but they are not in any way afraid to abandon a star. <laughs> they hate Donovan McNabb. They <laughs> hate. <laughs> they hate Joe Embiid at present. We'll see what happens. But like, I honestly feel like I I personally have to leave. Maybe I will make it, Joe Embiid joel mv uh, mvp shirt i th- th- he needs a little help <laughs> he needs a point. little help it's like a pity you
0: actually <laughs> yeah, dude, the, pity? <laughs> the pity shirt the true pity shirt dude uh that is wild to me that they actually hate Embiid. like i feel like the proper as trying to be objective as i can right removing I, my denver glasses here yes i feel like there is an onus on Embiid to kind of prove it like the fan base yes. got behind you you know, you nicknamed yourself the process. We ran with it. We anointed you. We did all these things. We defended your honor online against all of the swiper cams of the world and the Andy Bailey's of the world. They went online and defended them. I feel like there's a right to say, Hey, you owe us, man. This is a relationship. Exactly. And like, you know, you bought us some flowers. We buy you some, flowers. it's your turn now to, 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 you know, plan the date. And, but to actually hate that's like, all right, what are we doing here? Guys? Like you can be Bro- disappointed. You could be nervous. You could be anxious but hey you cannot yo I, i've learned you
1: cannot you can't embarrass philadelphia philadelphia was yeah. embarrassed embarrassed yeah. by a beat and as soon as you feel embarrassment like it's yeah that's that, a great one this is the reason i've learned that they don't like donovan McNabb. he threw up on the sideline during um, yeah. uh yeah the nfc championship game and it, he looked weak and like the whole city turned on him forever
0: yeah. this is it so okay Let's go. That's tough. That's tough, man. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> on the other side, I got a couple what-ifs for you for this season, Eric. They're, they're all mostly fun ones. Like, I was feeling positive and optimistic on this Wednesday. So they're not, like, too many negative ones. Just one negative one. Um, but before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about Shady Rays. How's the sunshine out there in Philly in the city of brotherly love? Is it shining? It's literally always sunny in Philadelphia, my man. <laughs> it's always sunny. So what do you need? You need some Shady Rays. They're built to last. Uh, and they also have that great deal where they offer the pr- most insane protection on all of their eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by a lost and broken replacements program. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, which Susie, by the way, has done. Our Rockies person Susie has lost her glasses on day one. That happened. That's a real thing. They told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays' impact. You can learn all about that up on their website. They have an actual in-person store in Park Meadows Mall. If for whatever reason you don't like shopping on the Internet, and the nice convenience of just like on your phone ordering some Shady Rays. Maybe you like to get in your car and drive all the way down to Park Meadows and go there. They've got a shop right there.
1: Not everybody has, like, a traditionally beautiful face. My my face, <laughs> beautiful as yeah. it may be, not traditionally beautiful. No, not at all. So I need to see how the glasses silhouette max matches up with
0: my, my my personal shaping. So I get it. There you go. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNBR for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it for yourself. The Shades rated five stars for over 250 thousand people also want to tell you guys about bet three six five i've been all over bet three six five lately eric i don't know what it is the new app download i swear you just start off on fire i don't know if anybody else has experienced this i bet bet three six five like in the summer i probably made 15 bets on it i don't think i've lost yet i don't think i've lost i'm telling you It's like you download a new app and you just start winning right now you can see the code right there on the screen dnbr365 when you download bet365 our new partner here and we're really loving them especially for football season nothing more fun than football gambling on football um especially early on in the season. I'm going to take Broncos unders, I think, every single week until proven otherwise. No! no. Taking Broncos unders. Uh, that's the new bet, guys. We're all getting in with you. Then you root for a boring game, Kale. Rather than be surprised by a boring game, just make a bet at Bet365. This is an anti- vibes bet. I can't, is, get, I can't get behind it. I'm t- it's its not anti-vibes. It's just reading the vibes the universe has given you and adjusting accordingly, man. I don't make cash, rules. Cash is yeah, Cash is king and cash is also the ultimate vibe. <laughs> it is the ultimate vibe. That way, after a seventeen sixteen game, you're like, hell yeah, I just made money on my under. Um, so check them out. Obviously, they got all kinds of great uh, unique bets on there and use that promo code uh, DNBR365. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Eric? Oh, hold on. Qu- quickly, quickly. Do you remember when we,
1: you, me, and Jake... Never taken an L. Schwanitz, did the Denver Sports podcast. And we went through the football teams and where our confidence scale was. And Jake was at a 10 for everybody. 10 for the (laughs) buffs. 10 for the buffs. Yeah. Right about the buffs. And then Kale was echoed Jake's very positive sentiments. And his reason for it was that we signed Ben Powers and Mike (laughs) McGlinchey.
0: Hey man, you're throwing kill <laughs> under the bus here. Hey man, I was really excited about those offseason things. <laughs> I, I will say this not to not to linger on Broncos Corner for too long here, but you know I was in on the Broncos early on in the preseason, actually before the preseason, when uh, you know our new beloved coach comes in and just trashed Nathaniel Hackett now yeah, i was like hell yeah same yeah.
1: goddamn score same the score, same, same score
0: yes. bro <laughs> i'm telling you i'm watching the broncos like i'm a philly fan now you know like you listen to me you guys you better win for me on sunday or i'm gonna disown you like i'm I i'm will, totally holding him against him
1: i will run russell wilson out of that town on a rail man yeah I, although he was actually
0: pretty good any, oh whatever. my God. Uh, all right. And I, I told we're the, not lingering of the Denver on nuggets. we're not lingering on Broncos' <laughs> corner here. Uh, I got a what if for you. And it's our title what if today. It's something we just have not put our minds around in any capacity, Eric. We just have this in our heads that Zeke Naji is either going to be bad or passable. It's almost like the two okay. things. You think, like, he's either going to be bad and it's like, okay, can he, the Nuggets even play him in a playoffs or this or that? Or he's going to be the seventh best player and it's like, all right, he's okay or whatever. But here's the thing. Zeke has been inconsistent in his career. But I actually think his peaks have been underrated and how impactful they are, and you can make the case that part of why he is so inconsistent is he doesn't play consistent minutes. Some of this is injury, but a lot of this is just the, you know, the Malone young player roller coaster up and down. What if he's good? And I mean, what if he's like what we expect Christian Brown to be this year where it's like, "No, man, that's one of the league's best, seventh best players." So you're talking about peak Najee. I actually believe
1: very, I have seen with my very two eyes, peak Najee be impactful. Super. Not just from an offensive standpoint, but I've seen him be tenacious Zeke. I've seen him rebound with ferocity. I've Mm -hmm. seen him come in with energy. I've seen him shuffle his feet and defend and defend the perimeter in a way that you don't expect from a big guy. Mm-hmm. I actually am a big, I'm actually a believer in Zeke Najee. I think that he has um, skill and talent that, and it, this is a, the story for a lot of guys, just I think probably not only in the, on the Nuggets, but just I think this is just how it goes for a lot of people in sports and in the, in the NBA specifically. Like he just keeps getting hurt. And then like his progression – somehow gets set back to zero he loses the confidence of the coaching staff he loses his rotation minutes and then it takes him a while to get back get reacclimated to the game speed to what is expected of him and then he like starts to play good again and then he gets hurt and like we've seen this with jamal it's just like this is how it goes like when guys get minutes they can show you wh- who they are and when he has received minutes and we've seen peak Najee it's been like pretty good man like I'm a believer in him like truly I just he's like another one of these guys like there are just guys that that are at the end of NBA benches that are really really good players like everybody in the NBA is a really good player and it just all comes down to outside of the star players it comes down to opportunity and luck a lot of times and like he's had bad luck you know he's
0: had had really bad luck can I tell you the worst luck though for him it's that I honestly think this is, I think everything else the same, but this one difference and Zeke Naji would be viewed a little bit different. It's that summer league, his after his rookie season, he was so bad in that and it doesn't matter, <laughs> but it was so no. loudly bad in it that I think it like, honestly paints a lot of how not me personally, but a lot of fans view him as this, like that was his absolute floor. And even though it didn't matter, I think the diehard people that are watching a show, this show in the offseason, the real Nuggets fans that, that really like every detail of the team, it's hard to not over-index on that because of how loud it was. But here's the thing. It, is, it doesn't matter at all. It actually is it has no relevance. His actual NBA, even in the down parts, were more about him shooting poorly, 26% from three last year, whereas he was above 40% the, the, the first couple of years. Zeke Naji having a great year relative to expectation would be him shooting above 40% from three again on the same volume, only more minutes playing consistently. Like he plays 65 games next year or more. And it's just, we're never thinking about it, whether he's in or out. And then if he's just a guy that fits in on both ends of the floor, defensively, I think that's almost a lock. He can switch and do all these things. And then offensively, it's just like, Oh yeah, that's what Zeke does. He hits the corner three. He grabs offensive rebounds here and there. He, you know, whatever makes a couple cuts, I feel like that's that, to me, would be him having a great year. And if he's, he can do those at a super high level. I mean, I would love if he shut down, like, a Clippers game. Bench unit, that's where we're all nervous. Yoke's not on the court. And he shuts down, say, Zion. You know, or, or at least limit Zion to where Zion just is like, oh, man, mm-hmm. Zion went two for seven in that stint there. That, to me, is when he's having a great year.
1: I completely agree. I mean, Zeke has a lot of utility to his game. Like, he has switchability he has he's not just like locked in as a center he's not locked in as a four um he probably should never see anything above that never a three i can't imagine him being able to handle that but like there's just a lot of things that you can do with him like he, he just needs to play man he just needs to play and he needs to play with confidence. because i think i agree with you about the summer league point but i also think that he played badly a
0: lot in the regular season when given minutes, like when he coming in I, I, see, I push back like, on this. Here's the thing that second unit played really poorly. Their best stretch by yeah. a mile was when he was in the rotation for like seven, eight games in a row. Yes. When he
1: got in and got his flow and like, we started to see like, Oh man, there's tenacious Zeke. There's that guy. He's on the boards. He is battling. He is like, it. and for whatever reason, you know, like I think, the lack of identity that that bench had throughout the entire season last year made it difficult for guys like Zeke, who are, you know, truly like a glue guy, when to be a glue guy, you need to know, you need to have a clear leader. You need to have some, some like concept of what the structure is so you can like fill in the gaps. But it was like, am I supposed to be shooting this? Like, am I you know, like he just need he is a guy that needs his unit to have structure and leadership and like that was like the second unit was just like a, a disaster all last year.
0: I also feel turns like, out every every team is this way. But I think this is the point Eric is that I think last year the second unit was so volatile and so bad that you couldn't afford a wild card and Zeke was still part of that wild card. One, if the bench unit is just better this year, just without Zeke being better but they're just better, then you can afford a little bit more like Zeke represents volatility. So that's one way he could be better this year. But the second way is if he is just less volatile, and I expect that. I just expect him to be good. I will say this. My own internal calculations are that I think there's a 70% chance Zeke is going to be more or less what we expect of him. He's probably going to shoot 37% from three. He'll have some months where he's like 45%. He'll probably have a month where he's like, can't hit anything. It's just natural. He'll be hit or miss on offense. Some nights he'll look like, oh, he has a role. And some nights he doesn't know what he's doing. And then I think defensively, he'll be consistently good. I think that's what 70% outcome. I think it's equally as likely that he is meaningfully better than that as it is that he is meaningfully worse than that. Meaning I don't think it's like that his ceiling is kind of low or this or that. I think that there's like, hey, man, he might be a guy that we look at or the way people look at Paul Reed or uh, I'm thinking of some of these other guys who you only see the good parts of them. I think that that could be Zeke this year where we're like, oh man, Zeke, there he is again, locking up on the perimeter. I couldn't, I could
1: not agree. I don't think it's possible for him to play. Like, I don't think he's going to play worse. Like he is a certain level of basketball talent. Like it's, it's there. And like when we saw him play badly, it wasn't because he is bad at basketball. It was like, he was. Put in a weird position. Like right. I, I don't think it's possible for him to play worse than he has played. Not, not because he's bad, but I'm just mean. Like I think that he has progressed past that point, and now it just becomes opportunity for him. And I, mm-hmm. I really, I really feel like that. You know, the and this should have probably been uh, the same conversation we w- would have been having for Vladko. It's like, all right, like Uncle Jeff is gone. Uh, some of the deck has been cleared a little bit there is not as much of a log jam at that like four or five ish position like but it's even more guys, so as
0: Flacco gun like zeke is gonna
1: play that's what i mean like so we would have been having this conversation about flacco it's like you are not only going to get opportunity like we need you to be good now like, yeah we, actually, we need you to this is this isn't like man this would be cool if it happens like we actually need this from you like you're going to be put in a position where there is actual expectation, which is not anything that Zeke has experienced before. And I, I hope that makes him actually rise
0: higher. Yeah. Here's another one for you. Another. What if, what if bones would have worked out for the nuggets? Now, here's what I mean by this. We all know, Uh, I know, I know you hate this one. You hate this one, but let me think about this bones working out for the nuggets would have probably meant bones. Slow playing year two, like year one, he got a big leash because the team was all decimated. And he had fun. But if year two was him coming in and going, looking around and saying, hey, I can take a step back this year in terms of how much the team needs me, but I can become a better player on a championship team and this or that. And he probably still would have been like this, you know, he would have games where he was a top five player on the team. But more often than not, he would have been the sixth, seventh or eighth best player. That's what working out. But he'd be going into this year into year three with a little bit more, you know, room to roam. How different would things be if that was the case, Eric?
1: Well, I mean, we'd have we'd know who's running the second unit. That'd be nice. Like we'd have some concept of who the outside of. Uh, I mean, I I guess it's going to be Reggie Jackson. We I don't even know. I we think it's Reggie Jackson to start. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, tell me you wouldn't run, rather have Bones Highland running that second unit? Than oh yeah, of Reggie course. I, I mean, I'm i like, more matured, like a third, a year three yeah. mature Bones Highland would have been. I mean, Dude, I, guarantee, I guarantee Reggie Jackson looked like early
1: Bones Highland early <laughs> in his career. Like where he was right. people, remember like Reggie Jackson was like maligned, like hated in Detroit by some of his teammates. And, you know, it's like the bottom fell out. Like Bones Highland, ha- oh, we said this over and over, but like, man, that guy has so much skill that you can't teach. Like the way he can shoot the ball so effortlessly uh, from distance and like when he gets cooking, like it's just one of these things that is not, teachable obviously it's just like he has this transcendent skill he he obviously just needs so much maturation has to understand not only how to play the game but how to exist in this league how to exist outside of the league how to live successfully all of these things like figure out how to balance wants with needs and all of that stuff and i like, obviously, the jury's still very much out on Bones Highland, whether or not he'll actually get to that place where he can be a successful NBA player because he does have so many, like, obvious flaws as well. But, man, it would be awesome. It would be – this is what I envisioned years ago, like, that Bones Highland would be the – would run the second unit. He'd be our, our backup one. He would be uh, absolute microwave offensive oppo- option when – times called for it, but also he would, he had like, he was able to pass the ball. He had decent vision. He was able to drive like defensively was the only thing you ever really looked at him as, is just a, an absolute, uh, probably won't ever really get better, but man, I will have, we'll see what we'll see what bones maturation process looks like. But like I, I have a, I
0: suspect at a certain point, we'll all be very bummed. He's
1: not part of the nuggets anymore.
0: So he averaged 12.1 points per game last year on 19 and a half minutes. I think that if he would have been reduced down to like 16 minutes and probably right around 10 points in the regular season, and then the postseason, he probably would have been reduced to like eight or nine minutes a game where he misses a few games where he just doesn't play again, as disappointing as that would be. Look at the hype around Bruce Brown right now. Got yep. a bag in Indiana and everybody considers him this great role player. I think if that would have been what happened, bones, bones, would have sat there and and thought, like, okay, I'm going to have to go through this. I'm going to take a little step back, but if this team succeeds, Bones would be going into this year, I honestly believe this, as one of the most popular nuggets on the team. Yoke's going to be up there. Murray's going to be up there. But in terms of the others, I think Bones Highland would have been a cult favorite, a cult favorite in the NBA where people are looking at him, and that this year would have been the breakout year for him, where all of a sudden it's like, you know what? The team's good enough. Bones has bought in enough that now he gets a longer leash and I'm with you. I think it would have meaningfully made the the team better. Not Denver's fault. I think it's mostly but largely Bones' fault, but it just goes to show you man, it's like there's a real lesson in here about how both parties hurt from that experience, but I think Bones at the end of the day is the one that's going to probably hurt the most and he can climb back into it. You know, he can he can climb back and he's talented enough if he gets, you know, things figured out. But to me, I'd probably be predicting a Nuggets three-peat <laughs> if Bones would have just gone through a very slow, maturing process and now he's in year three. I would have been like, you know what? Denver's winning three. Yeah, man.
1: I mean, it's hard to get upset about the way things shook out because I don't know if you remember this. We won the title. Uh, I do. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah it was so sick, right? Uh, Bones is not required, but Bones would have been del- a delicious – a delicious outcome a, like an absolute cult favorite manimal level stuff the way the city uh, embraced him mile high city baby became a, a real thing uh ryan green took the photo of bones jumping up on the scores table and just the entire crowd like embracing that was the best him essentially it's the best like he's a vibes there's, augmenter dude, there's no way he gets that type of fanfare in Los Angeles, especially with the Clippers on that (laughs) squad specifically. Like he made such a tear. I I don't know what his mindset is now. Like I, I have, I don't know if he's the type of person that looks back or if he's just like a move forward kind of guy, which, you know, frankly, if he is that that, that's actually admirable. Uh, But he just has to be like, what was I, why did I do that, man? Like we're obviously have no actual, purview into what the dynamics of the locker room are like, what it's like the team when they're traveling, like who gets along with who. Um so I don't know, like perhaps this was a situation that couldn't be salvaged from the inside out, but my God, man. Like you talk but about I'm, what this is a what if that was oppor- case A huge opportunity missed. Bones yeah. Like what did huge opportunity
0: missed? Um, guys, the Breckenridge beer of the month is Broncos country only going to be that for a little bit while you get it for, for a little bit longer. You get that for $6 at the DNBR bar. There's a new recipe uh behind it. The Broncos country pale ale pretty soon though. Eric, I looked at the weather report, some 60 degree days Uh-oh. coming up. You know what? I'm going to crack open on this very show. I'm a I can't <laughs> wait. I'm telling you, I'm going to go up to the Rocky. I'm going to go up to this park. I'm going to watch the Elk bugle. I'm going to see the fall leaves. (laughs) You know, I'm going to look at the... Did you see it snowed up there in in Estes Park? Saw the picture. Yep, looks gorgeous. Um, That's when you crack open an avalanche amber. That's where you go. And then before too long, we're going to have... You know, it's going to be nuggets time. We're going to have to get the mile-high golden ale. So we got all these coming up right now. I'm going to call you the... Bugle boy, by the way, you're the oh, bugle boy. I hope you do. I hope you do. I've man. never, I've never heard
1: anyone refer so uh, romantically about elk's bugling. The elk, I, 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 you me, want to know something funny? Bugling.
0: When I was in Hollywood, I once wrote a spec script, of South Park's featured around elk bugling. <laughs> That's <a> true story. <laughs> so it runs even deeper than you think. Even deeper than you think. <laughs> Breckenridge brew. By the way, guys, you guys used to do this all the time. You drinking a Breck brew? Snap your old photo tweet at at dnvr nuggets man let us know i want to see you guys drinking your breck brews i'll do that for you guys as soon as i crack open my first avalanche amber of the year um look, look at this ryan green sob out here
1: out here ruining it with me dude it looks like a
0: serial killer behind the glass like that he, which is he doesn't very look like the, he is a serial killer just he, FYI, people don't know that about it but that he is uh backus and shanker you guys know about them they are the law firm in denver that wins for colorado families when you get hurt backus and shanker is here to help helping those who are seriously injured in colorado for more than 25 years free until they win money in your case no upfront fees to speak with us uh, to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees until they win money and win money for you. and Shanker's won over a billion dollars for their clients. Now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. and Shanker have the strength to power a win for your case. More than 30 lawyers and 100 staff, they can help you out with all types of things whether you were or weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycles, ride share, pedestrian, trucks, they can even help if you're injured at work. Call them 222 2222 Find out if you have a case. Backus and Shanker wins. All right. We're back here, baby. Woo. The Backus and Shanker of DNVR. Uh D-line Co and myself go, here.
1: Dude, let's <laughs> go. Let's um, clean up everyone's mess, dude. It's fine.
0: All right. Here's another negative one, kind of negative one. And uh I don't know oh, if you've come been, on, bro. I don't know if you've been scouring the uh Serbian tabloids lately or perhaps the Serbian Instagrams, but what if what if Jokic comes into camp horribly out of shape?
1: <laughs> well, I, let's stop with the what if right there. Uh,
0: well, so first <laughs> of all, I saw a video of Jokic dancing with the Serbian basketball team, you know, partying with him. I, you'll be surprised to find out this detail. No shirt. <laughs> I can't believe we don't talk about this enough. Jokic is a no shirt guy. Yeah. The, that's a It's a rare but very distinct type of guy, your friend that's always naked in some way. It's a very unique type. We all know the type. Yeah. Uh as it turns out though, uh, we should all be doing that. He's a teacher. (laughs) He's teaching us how to live, man. He's unencumbered by clothes. Um, but camp is three weeks away. I have seen a lot of Jokic partying videos. I've seen some shirtless. Yeah. Doesn't have you seen him holding a basketball. I have not seen that. I haven't seen that one. Um (laughs) I think that there is a real chance that Dev replicates his 2019 photo of Jokic, really bad angle, and he yeah. just looks horribly out of shape. And then, spoiler alert, he is to start the year. What happens if this is the case, Eric? Um, this is a lock.
1: This is minus uh, <laughs> this is minus 2,000 on Bet365. Okay. Uh, Jokic, uh, Jokic has been living very well. I have been scouring the uh, the Serbian tabloids. Uh, I do see uh, Jokic being helped out of the middle of the street because he's uh, walk, he's stumbling and needs yeah. uh, guidance. I have seen Jokic uh, popping huge bottles of uh, champagne to celebrate another Amy Duomo Duomo Del, <laughs> Amy, Del Duomo. Dumar, <laughs> Amy Del Duomo victory. Which again, every victory of his, I feel like is a victory of mine. So I support and celebrate my my serbian king um it doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all like he's going to come <laughs> into camp he's going to be out of shape he's going to start off the year it's going to be terrible we're going to ask about his motivation he's going to play himself into shape and then when the moment is biggest he will be there he will be unemotional he will be like a surgeon or a a uh, an assassin and he will get the job done um But it's going to be clunky. But here's the thing: is that then, this is the year of Jamal Murray, as we know. Mm. Uh, It's going to be Jamal Murray's time to shine. This is Jamal Murray is going to be the one that's going to need to champion the Denver Nuggets and actually bring them along and make them rise to his level, as opposed to Jokic trying to do that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, come on, like it's going to be. It's not going to be great, but it doesn't matter. Like Jokic is.
0: He's like I'm he's not like anybody else, man. I think it does matter a little bit. I'm tempering my early season expectations. If, again, you know how it is. People show Luca in good lighting and it's like, look yeah. how much weight he lost. And then you see oh, him and you're like, year. it looks the exact same. And the opposite is true. Sometimes <laughs> a guy, you're like, oh my God, they look so out of shape. And then you see uh-huh. him in person, and you're like, he looks the same as always. So I am wanna wait till media day to when I can really you know I like to size people up. I like to sure. really, really measure them with my eyes yeah i want to yep. measure Jokic's. you know does he look Getting like he's in shape <laughs> and it's once like i have Vienna that jones <laughs> but i am prepared I, I do think it could make a meaningful impact where yoke has kind of a bad november and we're kind of like don't hmm. is, he's, he's going to have a terrible november as alexander but won't be as good if he's having a terrible november i just i'm putting it out there they're not gonna okay okay so, okay, so they're be not yet. the best be team going yet. away Right. Yeah,
1: they're not the best team going away in November. Eric, okay, can't we be a
0: little like, greedy? Nor champs. I just want to remind uh, everybody right out of the gate who the champs are.
1: We can be greedy, but it's not up to us. That's the <laughs> thing. Like, it's, it's not, we have no control over this. We need to keep our eyes on the prize. We have entered into rings culture. Adam. Right. We live in rings culture. We are going to start saying things like, the regular season doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to start saying things like, uh, bro, it's October. Things like that, like obnoxious things that we hate when other fan bases say them. It's going to happen. It's unavoidable. I'm just telling you, you yourself seem to need this reminder. Uh, it's going to be a slow start for Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic has been enjoying life in a way that he deserves, but is not beneficial to
0: us specifically. Do you feel like this offseason has been long, short, or regular? What has it felt like? I'm the wrong person to ask because
1: I am living in a different timeline. I closed my eyes one day and then I opened them and then I live in South Philadelphia and I drive a Kia minivan every yeah. day. That's, yeah. my, that's my new life. Yeah, I don't a good know that's what a good day life. it is today. No, it's not. I don't know what day it is today. I don't know how long I've been here. I don't know when the Nuggets won the championship. I don't know anything. Time is meaningless, but it does seem kind of long. I just want to watch the Nuggets, if that's what you're asking me.
0: That's what I'm saying is, like, for all the talk of this is going to be a short off season. I'm I'm officially, I'm going to go ahead and call it. What's the date today? September 13th? September 13th. I am officially over the offseason. I am ready Whoa. for the NBA season. We have two more weeks, so again, it's not up to me and whether I'm ready or not. Officially, these last two weeks are going to feel long. I'm still chilling with a normal sleep schedule for a couple weeks. No, you're not, you're not minding it? it. I'm yeah. going to enjoy it while I can. <laughs> I'm just ready to go. All right, um, last one for you, Eric. If you had to pick between a Jokic unanimous MVP season where he has his best season yet, think about how good he's been this next year, his best Whoa. year ever, or Jamal Murray All NBA, not All Star, which can you know be wonky. All NBA, which is the true like, no, he was a top guard or Michael Porter Jr. having an All Star caliber season or an All Star season. Which of those three would you pick? I mean, it's
1: clearly Jamal Murray. It is clearly Jamal Murray. Nikola Jokic has been the absolute best player in the league, and it didn't get us
0: to the promised land. Jamal yeah, Murray—he didn't, didn't have ordinary Jamal Murray. Like even ordinary Jamal Murray with the best ever Jokic is still better than ever. But here is what I'm saying: if we get good Jokic
1: and all NBA Jamal Murray that is a back, that's a repeat that's an absolute back to back no questions asked all Nikola Jokic ever needs is just, just simply a reliable running mate and like if we can get a running mate that's not just a robin but a batman a to nikola batman and batman a like like who's who's beating the denver nuggets like who's possibly going to beat the denver nuggets if jamal murray is scoring 26 points a game 20 like yeah Yeah, and we have Nikola Jokic just coming in and just directing traffic. Like, not we don't have. He doesn't have to make insane sombre shuffles. He can pass off to reliable players that can cash uh, shots that are wide open made by Nikola Jokic. He doesn't need to be in shape to be able to have Supreme Court uh, vision. Bro, if, if Jamal Murray is an all-NBA player next year, it is going to be... I mean, we're just going to be laughing at the NBA. It is going to be Smuggett's time in a way that no one is ready for. Like, that's how we get the 72-win uh, Golden State Warriors is with Jamal Murray just turning into Steph Curry. No problem. Yeah. It's fine.
0: Alrighty. Eric, have you ever played Broken i I'm told <laughs> it's the coolest golf course and the best vibes. <laughs> I actually
1: have it. That's, I, I don't know what to say.
0: I mean, but if you somebody were to, if I was to ask, like, how's the course? The best thing they could say is, oh, it has the best vibes. <laughs> to me, that's how they have a Grateful Dead little broken tee up yeah. there. Oh, my God. I'm in on this award-winning practice facility, 27 total holes, 18-hole championship course, and challenging par three. I'm a big fan of the parts. Th- I'm at par three level right now. I'm a good par yeah, three yeah, golfer. Yeah. Not quite that's a good like, you golfer, know what that but is. a good par three golfer.
1: What that is, that's, called, that's adult mini golf.
0: You're an adult. In <laughs> I'll adult. take it, man. Well, what if it's an executive par three? A little par four. Uh, that's a teenager. You're that's, an, uh, that's, so that, no, that's that's All adult. Right. That's adult. <laughs> they got a stocked pro shop full of sick gear. Great restaurant. Wyatt's at Broken Tea. Experience teaching professionals. Charity tournament Friday, September 22nd. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. If you want to learn more, go to brokenteagolf.com to make tee times and get the latest updates, use code DNBR 10 for 10% off any round on their regulation course. You know, what's interesting about golf. This is the best time of the year to play golf because yeah. everybody plays golf in the summer. It's so hot. You're mm-hmm. sweating bullets mm-hmm. right now. You can go out there and just feel perfect the whole time. And yet golf courses are wide open. Uh,
1: this is the perfect time it, in a few weeks. Once trees start to lose their leaves, and then you have to try and find your ball in amongst a bunch of fallen leaves. That's when things get bad again for golf. But you're right. This is a, this is a
0: fall ball. baby. Fall I buy ball. I buy the giant bag of golf balls so, so that I don't have to look too hard. Like I'm the laziest golf ball. Look. I, I will spend like four <laughs> seconds looking for my ball before I just <laughs> drop a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's common, but I'm like, I'm not gonna go through the weeds. No, or
1: that's, that's 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 er, that's early golf behavior where you're yeah. just like, I can't, I just, I can't. Like, I, I need to move forward. Like, I'm, already, I need to keep like, this moving, man. Or I'm gonna here. get bored. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Uh, also, want to tell you guys about Kind Love. We're excited to be an official partner of DNVR and support another local brand. We love kind love some more than others. I think Vote, uh, maybe most of all, loves, loves kind love. Cannabis is always get a consistent great experience when you are high on kind love. Quality, integrity, consistency, variety, and safety is what they are all about. By the way, this is true. We've met their CEO. Love the guy. Type of guy that, like, at a dinner party or something, kind of corners you and gives you the whole spiel, which I loved because I'm like, I like when people are passionate about what they do. This guy was going so into the weeds mind the pun so into the weeds on his own product and cultivation and everything and i was like man this guy really gets it uh one of the first dispensaries in colorado established in 2010 known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state authentic genetics patient grow techniques one of the best brands you want to check them out They've also got the turbo core 100 milligram stick you just stick in your joint smoke it like a toothpick and then it gives you a uh, you know a little little extra little extra punch to your uh, to your joint. We have an exciting announcement coming up very 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 soon. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR and receive a DNVR exclusive discount of twenty five percent off all Kind Love flower pre rolls and their Turbo Joint line. Twenty five percent off that's huge. A lot of times you have to save up points forever to get twenty five percent off. Twenty five percent off right just for saying DNVR. Let let me tell you
1: something. Let me tell you something. Let me give you some perspective on. It what we in Colorado have and what we have with Kind Love. I now have gone back in time to a place that uh, where cannabis is not legal, it's only legal for medical use. And in order to acquire it, you have to go into New Jersey. And then in New Jersey, there's like a a place right over the bridge. Uh, There was a line of people to get in that was 30 plus deep. Wow. And a a single pre-roll cost
0: $18. Oh, you knew this just you just saw this. huh? you just happened to see it. You That's crazy. Yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't go. Yeah, you I were just driving by and saw it. That's insane. <laughs> uh Visit Kind Love their homies and about to be even bigger homies here soon. Announcement coming. Um All right, we're going to get now into our bet 365, <laughs> never ordinary top 5. Eric, I know you're the type of guy to have a lot of side pieces. Sure. In the NBA, I mean, of course, in the NBA. You, oh. You're not just a Nuggets man, you you like the 76ers? You like the Suns? You like the Bulls? Actually, I may be the worst person. For that. I have no side pieces. I'm, a, I'm you the most side I'm pieces. I am the most monogamous sports fan in the world. You really are the most monogamous sports fan. Um, so you're gonna hate my list. I told you that before. Sure. You're gonna absolutely yep. hate this. I realized in mm-hmm. making my favorite side piece teams. Here's the first thing I learned, Eric. I learned going through this that I don't. Like a lot of teams this year, not that I hate Nor them, which is always the same. Like, I hate the same teams. I just am looking around. I'm like, there's not that many interesting teams. Yeah, a lot of like, teams, like, uh, 76ers have, are supposed uh, to be interesting. They're not. Yeah. Toronto usually is, like, something. They're not. Milwaukee's gotten boring to me. There's just not that many interesting teams. So, I made a list. Cal, my, did you make this in reverse order? My number five most interesting. Oh, you're going to hate this list. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Well, I, I actually I can co-sign
1: this a little bit. I can sign yeah. this a little bit. So I, like, I like Mikhail good. Bridges. You do like, like Mikhail Bridges. I, you like Spencer Dinwiddie actually, too. C U alum. I do like I do like Spencer Dinwiddie. I also like Cam Johnson, even though he was I love Cam completely, Johnson. He was entirely useless on the U.S. squad. I thought he was I still like him as a guy. There, those are two guys that were liberated from uh the I guess uh the just being a son, just getting out of the suns. You know, they, you you see them ironically in a new light when they're no longer suns. You're like, oh, I actually like those guys. Those guys are cool.
0: I've always loved Cam Johnson. I actually think he's really good. Uh, he wasn't great on Team USA. I mean, he had to share the court with a bunch of duds. You know, like that's that part of the problem there, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, I, Austin I wish Reeves. Be, I feel like, like I'm
1: the only one. That, I need to stand up for Team USA.
0: I, do I actually you? watch. You team. have to stand yes. up for Team
1: USA. Yes. What was their most yes. impressive win, Eric? I have gotten to a point in my life where I look at every other nation that so fervently supports their team, and I actually don't like when people are out on the U.S. You know me. I I
0: am super U.S. I love U.S. I don't like what they're doing with this program. I don't. I don't like the guys that are there. I don't like the excuses. I don't like. Why is Austin Reeves on the team? I don't like it, man. I don't. Like Austin Reeves is actually very good. Yeah, he, he was very good. good. He, he, was, was he was really good. good. Uh, he
1: was a little too the, good
0: relative to the rest of the team, unfortunately.
1: Well, the problem with Team USA is they didn't sign anybody that could rebound the goddamn. They, they,
0: they also well, they also targeted him in the games they lost. He was the mark, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's whatever. It's <laughs> like when people argue D'Angelo Russell is good, and I'm like, all right, well, I well, hope you keep playing I, I, him. I'm not arguing in favor of Austin Reeves.
1: I just, I, I don't like the resounding uh, just downplaying of the team USA. I want us to feel it. When we lose, I want to, like, <laughs> it hurt me. I want to yeah. be hurt by
0: this. I mean, I, I always get disappointed in it, but whatever. Um, Here's the thing. Tr- <laughs> Trorgs got me. Still in on Simmons. I'm not in on him. I'm going to make this clear. I will never <laughs> be the guy that puts my name on Ben Simmons, but this is why they're my side piece team. I am so curious to see if Ben Simmons is out of the NBA entirely, which the odds are like minus 250, or if it's like, hey, he's resurrected. A la Markel Fultz, another process 76er who was dead. We're like, oh, he's out the league. He'll never recover. And all of a sudden it's like, he's okay. So that's why to me, Mikael Bridges, all those guys you mentioned, but Ben Simmons is the guy that pushes him over the list to me where I'm like, okay, let's see.
1: Wow!
0: Wow! I listen. Michael, I I'm going to be so out on the nets if he's bad. <laughs> I have.
1: I have. I have deeply morbid curiosity when it comes to that angle. I wasn't even considering that. For me, it's more about the mikhail Bridges ascension. I just think he's so much better than he was able to be in in Phoenix. We saw yeah. that last year with he was able to be the guy and actually really rose to the occasion in a way I no. didn't expect. And, you know, he's coming into camp, obviously, as the guy to start with. Uh, there's no James Harden. There's no, uh, I mean, the problem with Brooklyn is that, like, they're just one of these teams, it's just, like it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter who's on the team. Like, it just doesn't matter. I don't know. It's like the Clippers, man. The Clippers. and the... Nets. I know they like do it, have that. It, it simply doesn't matter.
0: Like Nobody I, actually so. likes these teams is the problem. They have no fan base, that that, that yeah. organic fan base. I will say Ben Simmons, if you were just to throw out the fact that he seems to be a complete and total loser who also like, ha- like has a <laughs> mental block and all these different things. Throw that out. Let's just go to the old school <laughs> Ben Simmons. If you were to construct a oh. roster around him, wouldn't it be with a bunch of shooters? And isn't that what they have? I'm just saying, I think it would be very interesting if Ben Simmons was a player, and that's why they're interesting. But if he's not, they fall down my list. All right, number four, <laughs> the Indiana Pacers. Oh, is this Bruce Brown love? This is 100%. Well, I shouldn't say 100%, but it's like 70% Bruce Brown love, I would say. <laughs> um, and then you the love like the, the Pacers feel like the Nuggets. They're like an ABA team. They're, they're yellow and blue. I guess that's why they feel like the Nuggets. They're the same colors um they you know they got Halliburton who you know I absolutely love they got Nemhard, who I like um who else do they have that I like like Obi Toppin I'm even hoping Obi Toppin has like a little bit of a moment here so yeah I like this team interesting uh yeah I I you love
1: Tyrese Halliburton I I really like
0: him I really like him um
1: the Indiana Pacers do I care about the Indiana Pacers
0: I do not. I'm not interested in them at all. Number three, the Orlando Magic. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Incredible Franz Wagner. Oh, Franz (laughs) Wagner. Or as they say in FIBA, Franz Wagner really bothered me. (laughs) But we got both my boys. I like Paolo, even though I I stand for for Franz. I, I still like Paolo. You know, um, I think they have an interesting uh, an interesting group that's either going to make the leap this year or not. They still got our guy Gary. They got Joe Ingles, by the way, which I feel like is a really good pickup for them for this team. They got Jingles! Mo Wagner. They got Mo Wagner, who had a great Bro. little you know FIBA. I understand. I understand this, this pick. I understand this pick
1: because they have been god awful for so long that they yeah. have been sneakily drafting high draft picks. Every year, guys, that you're like, oh, okay, all right, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, they gave the Nuggets all they wanted last yeah. year. If you'll remember our takeover, that oh, took I remember, a miraculous uh, buzzer beater by our God King Nikola Jokic to beat the what should have been lowly Orlando Magic um they are interesting but again this is a thing like there's a guy there's all these guys you're like i like that guy i like that guy i like that guy and then they put on that stupid orlando uniform and then i don't care (laughs) that's just the uniform Uh, i don't care anymore (laughs) dude that orlando is orlando is now and forever shall be for whatever reason NBA Siberia. They play yeah. in NBA Siberia. We'll never see any of them on television. They will get no coverage. They suffer from what the Nuggets have suffered from for years and years and years. And I'm sorry, it's on them to break that. They need to be interesting. They need to win uh, win ball games. As soon as they start to be uh, frisky enough for anybody yeah. to notice, I'm in. Mean, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like the, it, it is, it is. They do have the foundation for what should be. I like the way they good, play. It, they it, it's there. It's there. It's there. Yeah. Am I going to watch them?
0: I, but I can't watch them because that dumb fucking uniform. All right. Number two, this one is painful. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Do you yeah. know how hard it is? To, like how much I must like them to be a rival in division. And yet I have them number two. Now look, part of this is like, you know, I love my guy, Tim Conley. I just have so much love in my heart for that guy. Um, yes that's exactly yeah. what it is it is a lot that but i do also it's like all that no it's not all that it's not all that i like Jaden <laughs> mcdaniels i love you know i love uh, anthony edwards oh, yeah, yeah. you know oh. like no, i'm saying I, there's some players here too <laughs> if, he, if he was on like a terrible team i'd be like all right sorry tim you're out of here but this timberwolves team i genuinely like and i'm genuinely rooting for them to trade carl anthony towns even though i think it would hurt denver i just find them interesting man i'm going to be watching them when they're on tv Dude, they have the most
1: loathsome front court ever assembled. <laughs> Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, and you're telling me this is not Tim Connolly based? This is, of course, dude. Man
0: Tim Connolly has like, made though.
1: me. But Tim Connolly has made me look favorably upon Rudy Gobert. That's how much we love <laughs> Tim Connolly. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, he's actually a pretty stout defender. Um, you're right. Anthony Edwards is. Uh, everybody's sexy pick to be the guy that uh, saves the NBA. I will say like having (laughs) – You learn a lot about like all these guys that you see on other teams when you have to adopt them as your own player. Like when Anthony Edwards became my guy because he was Team USA, the same way that –
0: yeah. I watched
1: Bam Adebayo be my center, and yeah. I, and I, then I was able to <laughs> yeah. watch him. And I was like, this guy fucking sucks. I hate my center, Bam
0: Adebayo. <laughs> yeah. so I, that's Edwards. what I knew, and he sucked. Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Edwards is cool, but too. I'm
1: like – yeah, but at, 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 during it, I'm like, why is my guy, Anthony Edwards, taking the most ill – like the most terrible shot at the big most big
0: moments in this game like he's the michael jordan he's the michael jordan of will barton's is really what he is is.
1: it's exactly (laughs) what he is uh
0: he's cool as hell
1: but there's i mean there's definitely something happening in minnesota and it is basically all surrounding anthony edwards yeah they have to trade carl i think they have to
0: I love Tyson kind of roasted me in a way that I feel like he's right. He said "in division side pieces <laughs> <laughs> It's actually true. You're right. This is totally I'm so wrecked. This is so I, unacceptable. It's, it's so, so true. unacceptable with myself. I, if really I would have have look at the dude, mirror. My side piece teams.
1: This is where we did like the least hated Draft and like all of my teams were like the
0: Bulls, yeah, the yeah, Magic yeah, yeah, teams that yeah, yeah, yeah. like are so well, far away from my world. Well, I made matter. I made up for it, Eric, with this last one. The okay. Oklahoma City Thunder. Damn it, I did it again. What have I done? <laughs> what have you done? What have I that's done? your side piece? I love I can't believe I like all this side piece. All right, you know I love Shay. You know I love I love Josh Giddy, you know I love Jalen Williams. Um Lou Dort's good. Kenny Kenny Hustle's my guy. They got Poku now. They got Poku, who knows? The other Jalen Williams is good. And then Chet Holmgren. This is an interesting team. I'm watching every night. It's my list. Hit the outro music, Kale. Eric, go (laughs) ahead and say your piece.
1: (sighs) Listen, even though I'm literally behind (laughs) enemy lines here, I should by all rights have no ground to speak on what you've just done i will speak out loudly against what you've just put out forth we shouldn't be watching the oklahoma city thunder and the minnesota timberwolves with sympathetic eyes we should look at them as the inherent losers bums and idiots that they are Uh, the nuggets are all that matters there's no such thing as a side piece team there's only enemies that we're playing next Adam, you've disappointed me and you've disappointed everybody. But listen, it I'll be doesn't honest. matter. Nikola Jokic is better than all of us.
0: Nah, that's true. I will be honest. I disappointed myself. Um, that does <laughs> it for today's show. Hey, it's so good to see Eric again. Yeah, dude, I've been drinking the Wooter. That's for you, Philly Urban. Eh? Yeah, you should have some Wooter out there. Uh, hey, I'm Eric, gonna get a hoogie. You flew, flew back? And, you know, come out and hang out over here. going give me a good time. <laughs> uh, that was our Philly. All right, everybody, hit that like button for us on the way out. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Oh, we have super chat. Let's chefs. go.
1: Super chats oh, in an off-season. Oh, My seeing says, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: is Joker hitting the gym this off-season? Look, I bet he is. No!
1: Nah, no, he's hitting
0: the gym. He works out. He just, like, he hits the gym. He doesn't hit the basketball court. He hits the gym. And he hits it for, like, 45 minutes. Um, A85 Ramos says, I will be devastated when Eric has to make an Embiid for MVP shirt. Crying, sarcasm, all jokes aside. So proud of you guys in the PHLY expansion. Shows DNVR success. Been here since stiff. Keep it going. DNVR. I love that. We love. Just, our favorite thing is when you guys feel, you know, you guys ride this yes. with Yes. You know what I mean? You
1: are here with us, man. You, like yeah. none of this
0: happens if nobody cares. You're part of the resistance right there along with us. Let's um,
1: goddamn go. And
0: I'll never make that shirt. I will never <laughs> make that shirt. My eye seeing says DNBR DNBA show is the best. Keep killing it. You are the best. My brother, everybody, we got to get out of here. Studios got to be used. See everybody later.
1: Bye.